Welcome to Unite Immigrant Families. I'm Rosemary Vega, an immigration attorney with over 20 years of experience uniting and keeping families together. If you are looking for immigration information, stick around and listen to me and my fellow immigration attorneys as we discuss what's new and debunk myths. Please note, this is not legal advice and no legal advice will be given on this podcast. And welcome back to Unite Immigrant Families. I'm Rosemary Vega. I'm an immigration attorney here in Houston, Texas. And today we are going to talk about, we're going to talk about a family member in need. Who can petition for who? You know, I always get asked, can my uncle petition for me? Or can I petition as a U.S. citizen? Can I petition for my niece, my nephew? Or can my grandma petition for me? I get these questions a lot. So I thought, why don't we talk about them here? So there are only a few people or categories, as we say it, who can petition for someone. So let's talk about which U.S. citizens, or let's talk about who U.S. citizens can petition for. So... U.S. citizens can petition for their foreign national spouse. And spouse could be wife, could be husband. It could be their same sex spouse as well. So just keep that in mind. U.S. citizens can petition for their parents if the U.S. citizen is over 21. U.S. citizens can petition for their unmarried children under 21. So these are categories, these categories are considered immediate relatives. And they're considered immediate relatives because they have a visa immediately available to them. Now, US citizens can apply for other people. And let's go through those who are not considered immediate relatives. And let's go through those. U.S. citizens can petition for their unmarried sons and daughters over 21. U.S. citizens can petition for their married sons and daughters over 21. And U.S. citizens can petition for their brothers and sisters. And these set of people that they can apply for are not immediate relatives. They are what we consider preference categories. And they're preference categories because they have to wait in line. They have to wait in line for the visa to become available. Whereas immediate relatives, they have a visa immediately available to them. So let's just do a brief recap. We, we sorry, recap of that. And so immediate relatives are U.S. citizens who can petition for their spouses for their parents or their unmarried children under 21, right? Those are immediate relatives. Preference categories where U.S. citizens can petition for are unmarried sons and daughters over 21, married sons and daughters over 21, and brothers and sisters. Those are U.S. citizens who can petition for those people. And you'll have to look to see whether it's a immediate relative or a 
preference category. Do they have to wait in line? So U.S. citizens are not the only people who can petition for their relatives. Legal permanent residents can also petition for certain relatives. So let's look at that. So legal permanent residents can petition for their spouses, their foreign national spouses. They can petition for their children under 21. And legal permanent residents can petition for their unmarried sons and daughters over over 21. And that's it. Legal permanent residents are limited in who they can petition for. And those people have to wait in line for the visa to become available. So that's what that's what it is. And so how do they how does anybody get in line, so to speak? So in order to get in line, they need to file what's called an I-130. An I-130 is the petition uh, that USCIS asks for to show, to prove up the marriage or to prove up the family relationship, right? So once that I-130 is filed with USCIS, USCIS will issue a priority date and that priority date is found on the receipt notice. And that priority date is very, very important. So I-130 submitted, they get a priority date, and that's where that person gets in line. So they're going to get in line for the visa. And they've got this priority date that is very, very important. So how do you know where you are in line? Well, we have to look at the visa bulletin. What is a visa bulletin? Well, the visa bulletin is something that is put out by the Department of State, and it is put out every month. So every month it changes. And so, and I normally just Google it, visa bulletin, and it'll come up through the Department of State. And so you've got to take that that priority date that you have, and you've got to take that visa bulletin. And you have to see where that priority date is to the visa bulletin. Now, this visa bulletin is like a little chart. That's what you're going to look at is the little chart. And it's divided up between preference categories. And it's divided up between uh, certain countries and then all countries. So it's all countries excluding uh, China mainland. India, Mexico, and the Philippines. So why and why is there such a, you know, why is there, why is there these preference categories and why is it divided up between countries, all countries, and then except for China, mainland, India, Mexico, and the Philippines? Well, If you notice the preference categories, the preference categories are going to be married married sons and daughters of U.S. citizens or unmarried sons and daughters of U.S. citizens over 21, spouses of legal permanent residents, unmarried children of legal permanent residents, unmarried children over 21 of legal permanent residents, 
and brothers and sisters of U.S. citizens, right? So you have your categories and some of you've got to look to see where these categories are. And then you have to look at how it's how where you're from. So let's take a brother and sister who um, let's say John is a U.S. citizen and he's going to petition for Henry who is a citizen of England, of the UK. And he wants to know where he is in line. Henry, you know, Henry and John are, are like, where are we in line? And so you take that receipt notice, you look for the priority date, and it looks like John petitioned for Henry on May 1st, 2010. That was 12, that's almost 12 years ago, right? two months shy or maybe a month shy, it's very close to 20, 12 years ago. Well, and then we look at the visa bulletin and it looks like they're working on March of 2007. So there's still some time to go. And some people think, oh, well, 2007 is not too long away. That's only what, maybe a two, three years? Well, no. Actually, the visa bulletin, even though it changes every month, we don't know where it's going to be month to month. Some months, the visa bulletin stays exactly the same. Some months, the visa bulletin may progress and it may go up maybe a month. Maybe not. Maybe it'll stay exactly the same. Or so I've seen, and it happens a lot, the visa bulletin retrogresses. That means it goes back, backwards. So you don't know where that visa bulletin is going to be. So you do have to check it. And you got to consider the wait time, even though you're thinking, oh, well, 2010 to 2007, that's my about three years. Well, that three years could really be five years. You never know. So just check it every month. But that's the line, right? So let's say John wants to petition for his spouse and his spouse is in Ireland and John is a legal permanent resident. So you have to look at the visa bulletin. You've got to look at the priority date. And the good thing is for John is that that priority date is current right now. So if you see a C on that visa bulletin, that means the priority date is current. So that would be great, but sometimes it's not current. Sometimes it's taking a couple of years. So you really have to look at the visa bulletin. And that's kind of how you read the visa bulletin. And if you notice, China, mainland, India, Mexico, and the Philippines, they're separate from all other countries because we have more people waiting in line and more people trying to get here from those countries. Right. So that is why they're separated out. So that's really important to look at. And as if you know, if you can notice, grandma cannot petition for her grandchildren. Uncle cannot petition for a niece or nephew. Right. So that's that's really good to look at. Let's take a, a real quick hypothetical. Let's say Mary is a legal permanent resident and she's 25 years old. 
She got her legal permanent residency and she wants to petition for her parents. Well, unfortunately, as a legal permanent resident, Mary cannot petition for her parents. Mary has to become a U.S. citizen before she can petition for her parents. That is very important to note because I have seen attorneys get kind of like mixed up and say, oh, yeah, legal permanent residents can petition for their parents. No, unfortunately, that is not the case. They cannot petition for parents. Right. So that is important to take note of. Um, and as you notice, not anyone can just get in line. There is not a line for everyone to get into. And you also want to look at how long the line is. As you can tell, some people are going to wait over 20 years. You know, brothers and sisters from Mexico, they're working on 1999. That's a long time to be waiting. You know, uh, married sons and daughters of U.S. citizens from Mexico, they're working on cases from 1997. That's an extremely long wait. So sometimes the wait is extremely long or there's no line for, for the person to get into. So that's important. Let's look at another scenario. Um, let's say that Mary is a daughter of a U.S. is the daughter of a U.S. citizen. She's married to James. They have two children: Brandon, who is 22, and Brian, who is 19, and married to Jean. Well, that sounds a little complicated, right? So Mary is the daughter of a U.S. citizen. So she's got to wait in line. She's a preference category. And she's married to James. Well, preference categories get what's called derivatives. So under preference categories, if Mary's the beneficiary, she can have derivatives come with her if she gets married or ha and has children. So Mary, she's going to she's going to be able to when her visa is available, she's going to be able to do all her paperwork to become a legal permanent resident. And because she's married to James, she's going to be able to bring her husband with her as a derivative. However, her children may not be able to come depending on if they're married or if they're, you know, over 21. If that's the case, they may not be able to come with with uh, Mary. And that all depends. There's lots of variables that go into that. So you really, really want to see an immigration attorney to make to see what can be done for the children if they can or cannot come. Right. But derivatives can come. So let's say that we have Mary and she's married to James and she's got two children who are 10 and eight. Well, luckily, they're going to be able to come as derivatives. Mary can bring James and her two children who are under 21 to come to the United States when the visa becomes available. So that would be great. But let's take... Um, 
let's say we have Nancy, who is a U.S. citizen, and Nancy wants to petition for her parents. So Nancy petitions for her parents, but she has to have a petition for each of her parents, her father and her mother. And her parents have another child who is 15 years old. Unfortunately, as immediate relative petitions, they can't have derivatives. And so this other sibling who's 15 years old is not going to be able to come with the mom or dad because there's no derivatives with immediate relatives. So when mom or dad become legal permanent residents, then they can petition for the 15-year-old sibling to come to the United States. So it's not as simple as saying, oh, okay, I'm going to petition. I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm going to petition for my parents. What if you have underage siblings? Those underage siblings are not going to be able to come with them. They're going to get stuck in the, in the home country, and they're going to, you know, what if there's nobody else that they can stay with? So these are talks that need to be happen within the family. So just keep that in mind. And this is where you really want to talk to an immigration attorney to make sure that these talks are happening. And what's going to happen to the sibling? Is there another way? You know, you want to look at all your options. So let me give you one more scenario. So let's take Lee. Lee's a legal permanent resident and is a and has maybe a year before he can become a U.S. citizen, before he can naturalize. And Lee wants to petition for her parents. She really wants to get them here. You know, she really wants to get them here to help her out. And she misses her parents desperately. Well, unfortunately, legal permanent residents cannot petition for parents. So Lee's going to have to wait to naturalize before she can petition for her parents to come. But when she becomes a U.S. citizen, Lee will be able to petition for her parents and the parents will be have a visa immediately available for them. So that is who can and who cannot petition. You know, who can U.S. citizens petition for? Who can legal permanent residents petition for? What's this line? And so I hope that clears up a lot of confusion as to who can petition for who. If you have questions, you can always reach out to me at uniteimmigrantfamilies at gmail.com. And I hope you hear you come back and hear us in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Unite Immigrant Families. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want more information about me or my guest, please email me at uniteimmigrantfamilies at gmail.com. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. I hope you join us on this bi-weekly podcast. No legal advice was provided and none will ever be provided on this podcast.